This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Let's talk about the, the millionaire code, right? Because what is this code? I'm sure everyone listening wants to be one of your uh, million millionaires that are created. So what's the code that you cracked? So really the big thing important is, is the three basic elements of, of what people need to have. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, I believe you need to have integrity. You need to have intelligence and you need to have energy. If you're missing any of those three, it's going to be really tough. I mean, maybe you could do it, but you kind of need those three to be the catalyst to, I think, to be successful uh, for long-term success as an entrepreneur. Um, but the, you know, a big key too to being an entrepreneur, I think is being able to, to do what you do what you hate. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean do what you hate? Because a lot of people think it's a cushy thing becoming an entrepreneur, but it's not. I mean, you're going to deal with lawsuits, contractual agreements, uh, HR, hiring, firing, having hard conversations and getting ripped off and all kinds of things. But if, if you can enjoy pain and make that like a challenge and, and just really embrace it though and not give up, because, you know, most businesses fail, right? And most people aren't made to be entrepreneurs. And so it's fine. I think for some people to, to work somewhere and become an entrepreneur within an organization, but to have some protection, that's totally fine and honorable to do that. You know, but if you're just one of those insane people, then maybe entrepreneurship's for you, you know? I, yeah. There are people who watch Shark Tank and think that's entrepreneurship, right? I, I could go do this. But aside from just that side of things, there's major swings, right? You need a mindset. The, the lows are low when you're an entrepreneur and the highs are very high. How do you weather you know, the dips in the, in, in the, or the storms that come out? Well, one thing is this, like, so I lost, I think like $800,000 in 30 days once. That's why one of my biggest losses. And it's just like, and I was so devastated. So I talked to some of my mentors. I'm like, Hey man, what do I do? And they're just like, did you learn something? And I said, well, yeah, I'm dumb. And they're like, well, no, did you learn something? Like, so I wrote down exactly what I learned from that experience though and told them about it. And they're like, well, that was definitely worth it uh, because now you know how to move going forward. Um, the biggest thing that people do, I think, to screw themselves up is they hold remorse for themselves. And, it's, you know, and you know the old saying, don't look backwards, it screws with your neck, and they keep looking backwards. Um, as long as you learn from your mistakes and you just, you're still in the battle, then you know, you're probably going to make it as long as your product's viable, right? And at what point should they give up, right? We, we all preach patience. And as an entrepreneur, you got to truck through, you got to keep going. But at what point do, do you just stop and sit there and say, all right, maybe my product or service sucks. Maybe I suck or whatever the case. I mean, it's one of the biggest advice people give. Don't quit, right? You, you, it's not a loss if you don't quit. But sometimes they should quit. Yeah, I mean, you just have to be really good with your math. Look at your profit and loss statements. You know, how much is it costing you to advertise? How much does your product cost? Is your market segment big enough? Um, are there other successful people in your field? I mean, I get some of the stupidest pitches of people are like, hey, I have this product that like makes dog poop more shiny or something ridiculous, right? And I'm like, no, well, maybe people care about that. But how big is that market of people who want to make, make their dog poop shiny, you know? And, and people get really emotionally excited about it, which is important. But you really got to break it down to, you know, uh, you know, is it viable? Is it marketable? Is there a... Is there a big segment for you. And one of the things that I do is I start businesses that are not original. <laughs> um, because if I know like 10 people that are super successful in those industries, then I know I can take that 
put a little spin on it, make it different, still be cool, you know, to all those guys. And maybe you can offer more value to them. And uh, in exchange, you know, they'll teach me what they know, and then we can help each other. So um, it's all doable, but you got to make sure you, you're paying attention to the numbers. But when to give up? Um, if you're already way neck deep in it, um, you may give up because you run out of money and you're forced to give up. That's the number one problem people have. I think people should have at least a one year's income buffered before they start, uh, you know, doing, trying to be on their own or, um, you know, continue to work their day job and then spend some of the evening time building their side hustle. Right. Uh, instead of just like cutting themselves off. So all their income has gone. So if your job brings you enough money to pay your bills, you know, just spend all that time instead of watching football, all that garbage and, you know, and build your business. Right. You say you get pitched a lot. What were some of the, what do you look for in a pitch? What makes a really good pitch to you? A pro forma. So pro forma is just a prediction of what the sales are going to be and what the expenses are and how much profits left over. And what's even better in a, in a pitch, because a lot of people raise money when they're doing zero revenue, which is stupid, right? Like, okay, it's an idea. I mean, when that happens, then a lot of guys will just steal people's ideas and do it themselves if they like it enough. So it's, it's really dumb. Now, if you've got momentum already and you're already selling a lot of product, let's say, you've got to the point where you're selling a hundred thousand dollars a year or something like that. I mean, there's no set number, but, and if there's already momentum, they got to figure it out. You can see what they call a trailing 12, which is monthly performance month by month for the last 12 months. If that performance is happening and the trajectory makes sense, then, then I think about investing. So I don't care what they're selling. You've come a long way from, from selling t-shirts in Venice to now taking pictures, sitting on boards. What, what, what do you read? What type of research do you do? How, how do you keep getting smarter and smarter and make sure you, you sharpen your skills? Um, just, you know, a big thing is hang out with people who are the best in the industry, you know, and like clubhouse is cool because like you can hang out with people. But one thing that I will say though, is 99% of the people who portray that they're really rich, like, you know, I'm an influencer, blah, blah, blah. They're not, they're in the business of simply, being influencers and taking pictures with hot chicks with pink flamingos in their pool when there's no COVID and, and sit in front of a rented Lambo, you know, and, and the idea is they want to sell you their course. But the big test that I do is what have you built on your own? What have you really built? And you can Google that, you know, I mean, did they really build it? If it's all their like shell articles, well, that's bullshit. It needs to be like real, real track record performance, you know? Do you, are you, are you an avid reader? Do you read a lot? I do an audio book. I try to get one done a day because I'm kind of crazy like that. And I listen to it at like 2x speed on Audible. Um, when I do take a little break, I'll just take a, like a week break to rest my brain, maybe ease into like another two, two a week or something like that. And then go, go into that cadence of one, one book a day. You went from entrepreneur to investor now. So let's talk investing for a second because that's, that's where I met you. I was listening to you give investing advice to a group that we both uh, were, were on a panel of in, in Clubhouse. And you have a great philosophy, investing in only things you know. And we spoke about Tesla, not just being a car company. Uh, and you gave some really good advice. How do you do research? Um, and do you, I mean, do you want to share some of your views on how you invest? Um, yeah, so I'm not a financial advisor, so I never give stock picks. But I give information on companies that I think are interesting, if you remember I said that. you know. And so people can do their own research because never buy what you don't understand. And then have a conversation with a financial uh a professional like you did right and then you know make sure you make that because ultimately it's your money right 
Um, so a few, uh, you want a few tools maybe? Is that what you're asking? Sure, for? yeah. Like we used to do research, yep. okay. Um, so something as simple as uh, on your iPhone, uh, you know, or you can have an Android, there's stock apps, right? So it's built into the iPhone. I don't know if it's on Android, but you can just punch in your stocks that you're looking at and a bunch of news comes up. So that's one, one little piece. The second one is opening a brokerage account. So for example, I have like three or four, actually four different brokerage accounts. So E-Trade, Fidelity, Schwab, so many different ones, because they all offer information resources. So if you were to type in AMD or Tesla or whatever you're looking at, it'll have all these professional market reports written up by professional companies and all they do is do reports on, on the stock, right? And so I like to read like four or five. So if you go to like E-Trade, there's like three, four, five different ones. And then information is there. Fidelity has some, all these brokerages that are big usually have them. And you can look at their actual profit and loss statements, balance sheets, read about what their company does, what they got coming up. And those people give a recommendation, the professionals of what they think. And what they say is not necessarily true. You got to make that own deduction from your data analysis, but um, that's, that's the best way to research. Also, um, for a broad view, Yahoo Finance, I know Yahoo's old school, but their Yahoo Finance sections, I found pretty insightful stuff there. Um, also, you know, there's there's like Motley Fool and all these different uh, uh, things you can subscribe to. I just happen to use the free ones that come with the brokerage. So you can just drop a hundred bucks in E-Trade and then you you got 30 grand in newsletters for free, right? Like yeah. every on every stock all the time, right? Um, and one of your biggest advice you gave is almost like, don't, don't be the guy selling the printer, right? You want to be the guy selling the ink. So you go even deeper, right? You look into like, you want to buy a stock, look into who makes those things, the parts for the company and whatnot, right? Is your, your research goes deep. Um, yeah, but it's like really obvious. I mean, this is stuff an elementary school kid could actually understand. I mean, so for example, let's just break down Tesla, really simple. So a small elementary school kid can understand Tesla. People think they just make cars. Well, no, they farm data from you driving around. Right. Um, and that data helps fuel their autonomous driving engine, which is software. Right. So it drives your car automatically. And that really is one of their core pieces that, you know, they charge you per month and they're going to charge other companies like probably like Ford or GM and these guys possibly to use their information that they've gathered in all of their software. Right. So that's like one thing. Batteries, obviously cars take batteries. So I just Google Tesla batteries. And so then you read all this stuff about Gigafactory where Elon Musk has made a battery that's 500% more efficient than uh, the common batteries you can buy from normal uh, makers like Panasonic, let's say, right? So I'm like, huh, if his batteries are 500% better and he's sticking them in his cars, well, now they're just not a car company. They're also a battery company, right? Um, so that's pretty cool, right? Um, but that's one thing that you'll see is like with Tesla, they connect a whole ecosystem, just like Apple is not a computer company. Apple um, sells an experience, but they also have a subscription for music, your, all your data you backed up and all kinds of, you know, the whole Apple gamut. And they just, their idea is to get, you know, like 50 bucks or whatever a month out of you forever for your whole life. Right. And, and that's, that's called reoccurring revenue. Right. Instead of having to sell a car or a phone and take the money, now you're you're paying every month like a utility, you know, like the electric company. And that's pretty valuable. 
Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's going to be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.